0: Yeah, and Welcome your bookcase has changed. Week. No, so all right, so that's here's set a, now, is it? Here's a confession: the, it was a mess. If you watch us in week number one, it was a complete mess, and Gene and my uh, wife was like, mm, "That's unacceptable." So that's what it looks like. But before we've literally just moved into this flat about. The real, well, it feels like three or four weeks ago, but just the week before lockdown in the UK started, we moved into the flat. So it was get all the books on the shelf, and we we'll sorted out later. Um So yeah, that's going to stay fixed. Uh, I've I've worked through most of, I've worked through most of those books, uh, but now I pretty much read every book on my Kindle. Right, so <laughs> uh, I, I've uh, otherwise I'm going to be having a mass storage. I mean, that whole wall could be full of books otherwise. Um So default. I've well, we told continue. you about
1: what I do. Because so I everything moves up my bookshelf, active reading, and then things go up. And then the top shelf is stuff I've read and I sell on to um, Zip it or give them away or take it to charity shop. Because otherwise it's just, yeah, the house is full of books.
0: Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, right. We are here. It starts off another week on the BBO show. So welcome. And if you tuned in last week, you would have Mm. heard us speak about. Uh, an expert funnel that's the that's the way it's normally referred to but essentially what we mean by that is you are selling your expert knowledge in the form of an informational package online in order to gain customers and achieve sales as the fun as a customer goes through your funnel and as that progresses so that's it in a nutshell now we covered that in detail we spent five whole days on that over an hour on each show Uh, talking about that in detail. Now, one of the core elements of that was how do we transition? If you remember the baton model, B-A-T-O-N, how do we transition people from the tribe into an offer, but a, a low cost Entry offer that's that's the phraseology we're using here an entry-level offer and our recommended method for an expert funnel And actually quite a lot of funnels out there, but that's different topic But for an expert funnel is putting together a short course in order for you to sell Via a low fee and we could be talking about ten pound or ten dollars twenty pound twenty dollars thirty pound thirty dollars That kind of price point in order to allow an entry point for not only information discovery about your knowledge and starting to build a higher level of trust and authority as somebody progresses through your expert funnel as, as we're describing it here so that was last week in the nutshell um so carl any notes to add on that and where are we taking them this week
1: yeah i think we're going to be touching on some of the topics we did discuss last week we'll refer back to them um where we can. We'll point you in the right direction if you need to go into detail. But there will be certain points where we will uh, reiterate certain important things. And so, for example, this is a follow-on from the expert funnel masterclass that we did. Um, and we're going to be talking about the product, the first um, paid product that we really recommend you create. And we're going to be talking about why this particular product and then going through in detail what we're going to be doing. Um, so the first product that we're going to be talking about is creating an online course or a masterclass slash online workshop. There's lots of different ways um, to name this, but the basic idea is we're going to package up your knowledge and deliver it um, as your first product using this kind of masterclass format, and that's going to be the focus of this week. Mm. Now, there one caveat here. If you have created online courses before, um, and you're already selling online courses, this week probably won't be that helpful. What we're going to be covering this week is going to be primarily for people who are setting up their first online funnel, um, they're starting to sell their expertise but they don't really know where to start, or maybe they've got an ebook or some other bits and pieces out there but they don't have a full course. They're the people we're going to be talking about. So if you have put together um, any kind of masterclasses, uh, online workshops over a series of weeks or a course, this is not going to be particularly useful. I'm um, talking about the foundational first course that people should be creating. Um, so, if you've never done anything like this before, you're in the right place. It's going to be um, a very useful week for yeah, you. Yeah,
0: agree. Because the idea of this is creating your first pilot course, your first entry level course, rather than creating a, a complete, uh, perfect product. That will come later in the future. And so, for example, you may be watching this and saying, actually, I am a regular producer of course content. So uh, I agree with the fact that it won't be completely applicable unless mm. you decide to move into a new idea or a new problem that you wanna solve. Then you may wanna use the techniques that we're talking about this week to uh, kickstart and test that version of mm. your new idea, new product, uh, rather than falling That's into the old habit. That's a really good habit. point. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so I I, I used to make this mistake a lot when I made my first initial courses. Mm. um, They would take months and months and months to do because I'd build all of the course content up front and then release it all at the same time. We're not going to be doing that. So if that is how you build your courses at the moment, then maybe it's useful to at least stick around for today, um, this first lesson Monday, where we're going to outline a different type of production, a different way to create um, online workshops and online masterminds and online courses, um, which may be useful for you even if you do already publish courses. And if you've never done a course before, then we're going to be giving you a framework that we think, um, and we've used it before, um, we find very helpful in being able to quickly produce uh, online courses without having to spend six months preparing everything up front.
0: Mm, ab- absolutely. So uh, if, if your desire was, I want to build a flagship course or the go-to course that customers rave about, that will happen, but that'd be later down the line. But really the focus today is, um, the scope of today really is what is, number one is what is your basic course idea? What's What's the problem mm-hmm. that you want to solve? Number two is validating the idea. So there's, we're going to share with you two techniques in which you can validate that idea and work out is it an idea that somebody would want to purchase. That's really the key here. And number three is a MVP version of that course, so a minimum viable product version of that course. And we'll expand into what that means a bit later. Now, a quick note before we get started. If you have started the to do's on what we discussed yesterday, last week, and you started to build an audience around your expert knowledge, and you're coming stuck in a few areas, or you're not sure if you are progressing as quickly as you should, then the best place to come chat to us about those kind of questions is in our Slack group. And that link is in the description below. And that's a free Slack group, basically, where you can come chat to us about online business, digital marketing and anything related to the bbo show so that's a good place to get started um mm-hmm. there we go right so the first question to ask kyle or what what's a nice place to start is our um, question why create a course now we did speak about this last week but as as said, week, it, it's a new week it's a good time to reiterate it in regards to why are we creating a course you know i i i'm an, I'm, I'm an expert you know this is not what I do. I don't teach online. I don't uh, sell educational products. I do something completely different. You know, I'm a business coach. I'm a consultant. I'm a PT. I'm a yoga teacher. What are you talking about? Uh, creating a course about. So, why create a course? I, I'll, I'll kick off with a question, and then maybe you can talk into that subject.
1: Sure. This is a really good question, and Harms and I have actually been discussing this offline as well. The term course automatically makes us think about academic courses, where it makes us think about lessons and learning mathematics or something uh, highly structured and highly um, not experience based, not expertise based, but more academic, um, Mm. like from a textbook. So maybe in part using the word course is a little bit confusing and we want to make sure that's why we are going to be using words like workshop and mastermind as well uh, because i think in a business uh, setting those particular terms make more sense um, to people so if you're hearing the word course and you're like i'm not a teacher what's this got to do with me Um, remember the context of this product this course this mastermind whatever you want to call it within the context of an expert funnel now we did talk about expert funnels and expert sales funnels last week, but I just want to quickly recap that. So mm.
0: so, so before mention. before you start that recap, uh, let me just dive into that that uh, common objection, which is, look, I'm not a teacher. Mm. Um, uh, look, last week, it makes sense what you guys spoke about, but I'm not a teacher. I don't really want to be teaching all of my knowledge, et cetera, et cetera. And I don't really want to be a course or academic lecturer online. So what I like there is let's, not, not only reframe the word course, but actually explain more accurately what it is. So yes, in the title, it's course, and me and Carl refer to it as a course because commonly that's what it's known as. Mm-hmm. However, for an expert, we're going to replace that word with mastermind, but more specifically, masterclass. Now, there's lots of words floating around that sound great, but masterclass is a really good way to position it um, because what we are doing is we're not necessarily going to be um uh, providing an a to z sort of step-by-step guide nobody's going to enter our semester nobody's going to enter you know the first month where we talk about history or whatever that topic is it's a masterclass. it's you downloading your informational knowledge into a digestible form which somebody can enjoy so let me give you some examples of what exists out there online so a great example of this is uh, people who are already established as experts who've gone on to do public speaking, they've hosted workshops, and what they've also done is feature their courses, which are actually referred to as masterclasses, on bigger platforms, such as something like masterclass.com. So something I enjoyed from that uh, over December last year in 2019 was Ken Burns' documentary masterclass. So Ken Burns talks about how does he create a documentary from start to finish, including research, time, the team involved, the kind of cameras he uses, the whole story arc, right from start to finish. And it was fantastic. Now, if I if I was a person who was looking for a documentary director, now I've suddenly got a lot of knowledge on somebody like Ken Burns, or I can find somebody similar to that to give me the same output. So that's what think of it as an expert sharing the expert knowledge via a masterclass knowing that at some point in the future, there's gonna be a sale or there's gonna be a customer interested or your audience is gonna to start to develop. So that's what we mean. Um, so Carl, just if you can <clears> now re-emphasize what we mean by expert funnel, uh, yep. where why a course, course fits into that. I've got a diagram, which I'll show as you're speaking as well.
1: So we talked last week about this, about if whatever your business niche is, um, whether you have an existing business or you want to set one up, um, you are an expert in something. Now, this could be yoga, this could be accountancy, this could be, um, we talked about uh, being a business coach last week. It doesn't really matter. You are an expert in your particular field and we are monetizing that. So at the moment in your business, you might sell services. That's fine. You sell your time. Um, an hour consultation with you costs X amount of money. Absolutely fine. What the expert funnel is, is a sales funnel, and online business which takes your knowledge takes your skills takes your expertise and we package it up into products so instead of you selling your time we're moving you over to selling products based on your expertise Hmm. Um, and the traditional way to do this 10 20 30 years ago is to write a book Um, and that's that's kind of considered Okay, that person's written a book. They must know what they're talking about. They're, um, then you start getting on TV shows and um, being asked for interviews in magazines and newspapers, etc. That used to be the way to prove your expertise. What we're talking about now is producing a masterclass, producing a course, as a much quicker, much more effective um, and efficient way of encapsulating your knowledge and your skills and your expertise into um, a product form.
0: Mm, absolutely. So think of the course as, as a speedy, instant way, um, which doesn't require as much work as creating a book, because I think a book is a great calling card, you know, look, look, I'm an author, look at these amazing people sitting on the bookshelf that we discussed at the start of the podcast, uh, or podcast slash show. Um, and it, that's great. But if, if you dive into some of those authors, I mean, those are like years and years and years of work to produce one of those books. Incredible. However, do you have years and years and years to achieve a sale? Um, that's, that's the real real uh, topic here. So um, just to reiterate what Carl said, is where are we sitting in what we spoke about last week? in regards to, you can call this a value ladder, you can call this your expert funnel. So let's call it expert funnel for simplicity. And we've discussed this at the start of last week, but we're very much here now. And what we what we didn't want to do is just say at the end of last week, go ahead and create a short course. That's not what we wanted to do. What we want to do is say, right, we know we want to create a short course. Perfect. Now, let's spend a week discussing in detail what that short course is and what that entry-level product is that you can offer your market. Because then once we nail that, then we can move people over to the core product and a premium product later down the line, which could be public speaking or something similar. So uh, I mentioned the phrase there, Kyle, short course. Mm-hmm. Um, what What's uh, what's your thoughts on the short course? Because I don't want people to get worried and think, oh my god, you you want me to charge £10 and it's going to take me like, geez, 10 hours to create a course and put it together. So what do we mean when we say short course?
1: So we actually talked about this last week and maybe even the week before, about the idea of, imagine someone's just come out of school and they want to become what you, uh, you are. They want to learn what it is that you do. You as yourself, you know what they, uh, those expertise are. You know the steps you took. Imagine just taking them for coffee or beer, whatever the context is, and explaining to them, okay, this is what I did. These are the steps I took. This is the advice I would give you. You could probably encapsulate most of that into an hour, maybe a couple of hours if you get really chatty. Um, mm. We're talking about that kind of level. Um, we're not talking about guiding them, hand. hand hand-holding them through every single step maybe that's something you might do as a mentor as a coach later right now we're just talking about giving them the download of okay um when i was in your position these are the things i did to get to where i am now so a short course could be depending on how it's structured it could be as short as an hour um with mm. just you downloading what it is you know to to your audience
0: yeah and and some other tips to think about um, what the outcome for the end user is for your short course is that it is quite short. Uh, it means they can get this en- entry level information quite quickly, um, because what we don't want to do is present them with 10 hours worth of content, 20 hours worth of content, which will just overwhelm them massively. So a short course, which means it's easily consumable. And what we mean by that is it's like in segments, it's chunks, and we'll speak about the format later, but it's in simple terms, it's easily consumable and not overwhelming for them. But even within that one hour, bearing in mind where they are in their expert knowledge is gonna be providing them massive value. So don't feel like, actually, if I'm only producing a one hour course, uh, am I uh, shortchanging somebody? Well, actually no, because based on what they currently know, that hour introduction is like, whoa, okay, that's a lot of value I've just taken away from the hour, hour and a half, or whatever it ends up being for yourself on, on your short course. Um, so, yeah, don't think of it from that element. The other, adv- the other advantage to doing a short course is a very quick way to build that trust um, because what we don't want to do is build trust over a 10-hour course, and fingers crossed somebody completes a 10-hour course. Instead, we put something together for an hour. Somebody can actually get through that in an evening or an afternoon or on their daily commutes and within that hour the trust starts to develop quite quickly so those are some uh, key points and areas for why we think short course and also the advantages of a short course and doing it that way so what's what's two ways once we've got this short course what are the two i mean the two
1: mechanisms in which somebody can use it sure so it depends on your particular business niche it depends on how difficult it is to build up an audience Um, and how difficult it is to make a sale. This is going to depend entirely on your market and entirely on your product offering Um, and again this is something we can discuss in detail in the Slack Mm -hmm. channel uh, with you because it's going to be case by case. However, once you have this this course, this masterclass, this asset, this is something you can use in many different ways. Um, The two broad categories are going to be, you can give it away for free in order to build up an audience. Um, So you can use that to generate traffic and people will be attracted to you because you're giving away this massive value or you can monetize it. Um, And there's a bunch of different ways to do that. Um, You can immediately sell it on marketplaces like Udemy, it's very simple, or Coursera, Or you can build, um, or you can host it on your own website, your own membership site, and charge people for access on that site. We're going to be going into different details um, on how you would monetize it. We are recommending this course should be monetized. Um, So throughout last week, and the expert funnel um, or the basic online business structure for uh, for experts, we talked about giving away free content, giving away free education, giving away free value. We're going to be using this course as the first paid step. So we're taking people from that free, okay, I'm interested, I like what you're saying, to, right, I'm willing to open my wallet and pay you $10, $20, $30, $50, $100, whatever it is. We're moving into that paid section of the funnel.
0: Mm, absolutely. Um, so that's where we are. So let's now talk about um, the next question, which is the basic idea of the course and what is your course actually going to be about? You know, that's a that's a big question, uh, which we again addressed last week. So I keep saying that because I do encourage you to watch last week's show mm-hmm. because uh, the context will increase and also you'll have a bigger understanding of what the expert funnel looks like start to finish. Because what we're not talking about here is the, if you remember the battle model, business, audience, tribe, We're not talking about that that, that this week. What we're talking about is the mechanism here that allows us to make an offer. So you may feel like you're missing a whole bunch of elements. That's because we spoke about it last week. The focus here is creating your first course and answering the question, what is that course going to be about?
1: Mm -hmm. So this does go all the way back to the beginning of the baton framework. It goes back to business. We talked about on Monday last week, what problem is it that your business solves all businesses provide some kind of solution um even businesses based around like luxury brands and stuff like that that's still about identification it's still about um having a luxury brand which a lot of us might think is not useful it's not something that needs to be uh it's not a necessity but for Mm -hmm. some people it is um so all businesses have some form of problem that they solve Um, and knowing exactly what that problem is and being able to define what that problem is and how you then solve that problem is the core to a successful business and we talked about this on Monday um, and the example we used was um, it's difficult for high tech startups in London or in the UK ecosystem to find funding to build their business and I as a business coach Um, It is my job to help London-based tech startups to raise funding, so that would be a problem and a solution statement. You need to have something that um, clear when you're moving forward with your business, your online business or business in general, and now we're going to be using that problem statement um, as the, the core of our course as well so if you watch last week we've reiterated this again and again and again each section becomes very simple because you've already defined okay this is what my business does so when we have the question well what's my course going to be about it's going to be the same thing Mm. if your business is about helping people raise funding your course is going to be about helping people to raise funding very simple
0: yeah and uh, that's why there's a title here which is answer the same problem statement throughout this process throughout your expert funnel try to stay focused on solving the same problem now one of the challenges people face is i'm an expert and i've faced this over over the years as well which is okay i want to talk into that space i want to talk into that space i want to answer that question i want to answer that question (laughs) which means if you think your customer comes in here they're like oh what does this person represent what are they an expert in Mm -hmm. what they are they an authority in and do I trust him in this this topic? Do I trust him in this topic? Do I trust him in that topic? Because for a customer, it can also be confusing that one person can be a genuine expert of all of these places. Um, because what we want to do is um, not confuse interests with genuinely what problem your business can solve. So interests versus experts. So just to add a few more examples, um, you know, Carl said, we got I've got a few examples in my notes here, which is, uh the, let's give you some examples first and then give you the formula in which we would uh formulate those examples so raising funds how to raise funds for your tech startup in 2020. another one is yoga how to perfect the crow pose or the downward dog in 30 days if you are starting yoga as a beginner so we're getting really specific with what the problem is here uh, personal finance as a topic uh, how to get control of your credit card debt um, if, you have be, if you have not been able to pay off for six months plus. So again, solving a problem, uh, which is specific to what some people may have. Um, I've just added another one today, which is based on the example I gave above. Could be documentary filmmaking. How to create a documentary on a shoestring budget uh, from start to finish using your iPhone. So these are like uh, solving a problem and being very specific to that problem. And I can do that throughout the expert funnel. So let me choose the documentary as an example, um, just to give you uh, an idea of what that looks like at the end. So if you are helping somebody, educating them on that topic, your premium product at the end here could be they hire you and your company to produce a documentary for them. Um, Why would they do that? Because they've just seen this entry-level course and maybe a core course answering the same problem. Um, So what we know is your premium product helps people on a shoestring budget and it means you can produce, you're a master at producing documentaries on iPhones, which means they're going to have a saving, but rather than do it all of themselves, they're going to hire you and your team and bring you guys in to do it. So that's an example of what it may look like later down the line for you. Mm -hmm. So on that note, Carl, what's a good formula or a very simple formula for them to think about? when when creating slash formalizing this for themselves?
1: Sure, very simple. We need two sentences, two statements. Um, One will be a problem statement. So how do I blank? So how do I get rid of my credit card debt would be a problem statement. That's the first one. We just need that. The second one is a solution statement. So uh, how to get rid of your credit card debt. Mm -hmm. We don't need anything more complex than this. And I think people tend to overthink it. Um, we can match a problem and a solution statement very simply um, but you just need to know what that problem statement is um, to be able to uh, work out what that solution statement is and that solution statement will basically become the um, the title of your course. So how do I get rid of my credit card debt and then the solution will be how to get rid of your credit card debt in seven steps for example and that becomes the course. We're going to be talking about how we structure the course um tomorrow Um, but just as an example the main point you need to get across now or we need to get across now is we need to know what it is that our audience our tribe and our customers are struggling with and what it is we can help them with and that's going to be the course
0: yeah so let me give you another example which is take what me and kyle are doing this week we could say this is our masterclass, or this is our course, and you are thinking about paying to purchase this specific course. Now, this would be answering the question for somebody. Their problem is, how do I create my first course online Mm -hmm. for my Expert Funnel business? Okay, that might be there, how do I? So our uh, solution would be how to create your first course online um, for your Expert Funnel business. Now, let me just double check the title here. I don't think this is planned, but the title of today is uh, create your first course online, share your expert knowledge and get more customers customers as a result. So really, if you take that first element, which is how to create your first course online, that's us answering a potential problem that you, the listener, may have as part of this expert funnel. So that is as simple as it gets to start with. Um, I think the complication comes from I don't know, I I think for me in the past, it's been, I don't think I'm going to reach enough people with that title or, uh, no, no, I want to answer more questions for people. So for me personally, the challenge has been in the past where no, 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 that's too small. Um, that's not going to get me enough customers. That's, um, that's not going to hit enough people. And we often have clients who are experts in lots of areas come to us and say, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, but that's no, that's too small of a topic what about this what about this i want to help them with this i want to help them with this and i think that's often where the complication comes
1: sure the way the internet works though is that people are searching for very specific Mm. um that they're searching around very specific problems i will not let's say i have um a problem with my foot so i might be looking for a podiatrist or a shop is that the name of them i forget what they're called i'm not going to generally um or well, I'm not going to be interested in all of the services that podiatrists can provide. I've just got a big toe that hurts, um, so I'm interested in that. I don't care about, you know, my ankle instability, etc., etc. So experts tend to want to talk about everything within their domain, within their sphere. Um, I, as the potential customer, I have one problem. I do not care about the other bits and pieces. And that's the same for any niche. Um, I'm just using that as a physical example. Um, But that could be the same with uh, business funding. I need to raise money right now in order to... uh, I I need my first round of finance so that I can hire my first staff members, for example. That would be a very specific problem if you try to tell me how to do everything up to going public with my company that's too much Mm. uh, and i cannot deal with that amount of information Um, so when people search online they're searching for their particular problem they don't care about your entire solution they don't care about your entire um, expertise they care about the bit that's right in front of them right now that allows them um, access to you and then from there they might start to be interested in what else you can offer, but you need to get them in on something very precise upfront.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Right. So before we move on to the next section, you mentioned finances and it's just jogged my memory, mm. right? Uh, finances, if you right now are in lockdown and you are either struggling financially, if you are, uh, just find you have a whole bunch more time on your hands, Uh, You could be furloughed and you're not allowed to do any work for that specific company, but you've got a a load of time on your hands so you can open up other income streams um, or within whatever the regulations are around that topic. But if you right now uh, need to simply add more cash to your life and it needs to be done online because the, the reality is we can't leave the house and... You may also be reluctant to go and do uh, delivery work, maybe work for Amazon or or work in a space which may put you and your family at risk with what's happening. That's understandable. Then what we've done is we've created a big list of 200 plus. Now we're going to update the list and share that publicly tomorrow. This is just a general public list that you can get access to, which has 300 items on it. But if you would like our commentary on 200 plus different ways to make money and generate cash online, literally from your laptop and your Wi-Fi connection in these four categories. Category number one is no skill required whatsoever. Category number two is I can speak the English language. How do I leverage this online and make some money from it? Category number three is I have a professional skill um, and how do I make money from that online? And finally, I've got a creative skill. How do I make money from that online? So we've compiled this with our own commentary into a a series of guides, and this is one of the first guides within that series, and that is available in the link in the descriptions below. And it's an it's a, an amazing list. Uh, it can get you started with generating cash from tiny sums, uh, which required no effort, to medium level sums and actually if you stack some of these items we are talking about 500 to a thousand dollars whatever that converts into your currency it'd be pounds for where me, where me and Kyla based that's how much you could potentially make uh, from home working from your laptop with some free hours as part of your day so to find us to jog my memory check out that link hopefully that helps you i think the guide is available on uh, amazon bookstore kindle store Kindle Unlimited for free and yeah. is basically less than two dollars uh, to purchase it. We just one dollar. Want, one dollar. We just wanted to make it as it's, accessible as possible.
1: It's the cheapest you can have it on uh, on Amazon. You can't put things for free on Amazon, so the cheapest is a, a dollar. So we have put it up there for there.
0: Nice. So that's yeah, available for you for uh-huh. a dollar, uh, and you can one hundred percent make that dollar back once you implement one of the items in. And there's links, so you can click the e scroll there okay so carl on to the next section
1: yeah so we are going to be talking specifically about what the title and what the structure of your uh your master class of your course should be tomorrow um so all i want you to go away with right now is start to think about okay ooh, i could do i could do a couple of hours on teaching people how to do this or i know a lot of people have this problem um mm-hmm. So maybe I could do this course, I just, want, I just want those cogs turning for now and we're going to refine that um, tomorrow. But right now, if you're starting to think about problems people have and how you would get them out of that rut um, in about an hour, if you were talking to them, or a couple of hours, um, that's all we need right now. What we do want to start doing though, is yes, you're going to have some fantastic ideas. Hopefully, you have a few, and you might even be jotting them down. What we want to do is start to validate those ideas um, because a lot of this process is going to be about using our existing audience base, using our existing tribe members um, as a resource to produce a product that's going to be the most possible value to them. Um, so it's It's in their benefit because they're going to get something fantastic and it's in your benefit because it means your product is going to be better um, Mm. as a result. So um, without going into a huge amount of detail, there's a philosophy, a theory of business um, called Lean, um, L-E-A-N, which is all about we develop our product, we develop our services in as much public view as possible Um, because market research and everything is fine. but we don't really know what's going to work until we hit the market until we um, take our product to market so people might just lie um, when we're we've got them in focus groups you say hey would you buy this and they'll be like yeah sure because they just want to please you but as soon as you say okay it's five hundred dollars they're like no um so what we what we're trying to do is uh, we're following this lean methodology of creating as quickly as possible um, and getting it out into the market so hmm. with this in mind we can actually use, not use, we can work with our um, our current audience and tribe to work out what our course should be about. Um, and this is a really nice external way to get some validation about whether this idea is worth pursuing or not. So maybe you've written down five different things. I could teach this. I could teach this. OK, I could talk to people about this. I could easily give a masterclass about this. We're going to start talking to your community to work out which of these is worth pursuing and which you should. Um, either do later or they're not important right now. Mm,
0: Yeah. Um, So, so there's two real, uh, so there's two methods that we're going to share with you. And again, there's lots of different ways to validate your idea online, uh, but we're going to share with you two. So you've got nice two actionables and within there, there's a few other points. Um, so the first method to help validate your idea is actually, uh, have a conversation with number one, your audience. If you remember We've already started to build this uh, at the start of our expert funnel. So have have a conversation with your audience and also your tribe. And if you remember, uh, based on this expert funnel, your audience would typically live out on the wide world web. Uh, they may follow you. They may watch your content. But then the tribe will be living within a community slash group. And if you remember our suggestions, we cut through the noise there. and We said a Facebook group is solid. Uh, and also a slack group is solid depending on what uh, whatever your expert funnel is so uh, the first way to consider this is actually just ask the question Mm -hmm. ask the tribe the question and say look i'm thinking about thinking about putting together a course on how to do x uh, which will be the problem the problem that they have and you should start to gauge this anyway um, based on the conversations you're having with your tribe and uh, following the structure we spoke about last week so i'm thinking about putting together a course on how to do this could you please let me know what do you think no not any more complicated than that just yep. help just ask the question and
1: simple, yeah. people don't do it um so imagine you have a group of 500 people or a newsletter mm. or whatever it is whatever form your tribe is in this is such an amazing resource and so few people do this when they're producing the product instead they just produce the product in secret almost, and then release it and hope that that group of people is going to like it. Just ask, say, Mm. I'm putting together a course on this. Um, what do you think? Anything I should include? Very, very simple.
0: That's another great question. Anything you would like me to include, anything you would like me to cover any specific problem that you have that I can maybe help answer the question for. Like, these are really great questions because. Uh, What do you think will prompt one thought? Um, Anything you'd like me to cover will prompt another thought. Is there a problem that you would like me to solve for you will prompt another thought? Uh, That's the way to sort of structure this asking of your tribe. And again, they're real people, and some of them may be future customers for your core and premium product. So the more you can help them out in this early stage, the entry stage, the better. Uh, So ask is one way. What's another way that we can...
1: Sure. So there's different variations on asking them different methods, Mm. basically. Um, So one which is particularly useful in Facebook groups, if you have your tribe there, is to set up a poll. Um, So it's the same thing. You say, hey, I'm thinking of building a course. Here's a couple of options. So maybe you've sketched down five ideas, different masterclasses you can give. You just put them in a poll and say, which one of these are you most interested in? Again, very simple, um, but it will give you... A quantitative, a real idea of what it is your community is actually interested in Um, because they will vote on their favorite uh, course idea.
0: Yeah. And and maybe you can leave so so they can even, your poll can be set up so they can even add their own suggestion Mm. um, because their own suggestion may be completely a complete blind spot that you never realized. And actually, you could do, you could talk for days onto that subject. So, yeah, a poll is great. Um, Another one is, okay. So, if, if you remember, the first thing I said was ask, that's almost like asking um, and hoping for like personal responses. Another way to do it is have an open question, almost like an open forum. Imagine using a public open forum, and you say you almost phrase it in the sense that I'm looking for an open discussion here, and I would like everybody's thoughts and feedback on you know I'm putting on a workshop, course, a masterclass, whatever you want to call it within your field. Uh, what would you like to learn about? Uh, is, do, again, same questions. Any problems that you'd like me to solve? But rather than speaking more specifically to people, we're now opening up for a community discussion um, and then allowing that to feed off each other. Because I might say something and then Carl might be prompted off the back of what I've said. He might say something else and so on and so forth. So that's the that's the idea behind that. Uh, and then you've got one which is, I'm not uh, co-opting. What, what does that mean?
1: So this is actually um, with all of these. So the first one is, asking about a specific um, course. I want to do a course on this. What do you think, yay or nay? Second is I'm going to put a poll up and get some uh, responses based on a few selections. The third one is an open question. I want to do a workshop. I want to do a course. What do you want to learn about? Totally open. So all of these, all three, um, they have the added benefit of you are getting the cooperation of your tribe. You're getting the cooperation of your audience. Um, So, yes, they're helping you come up with ideas and they're helping you to validate the idea um, for a future product. But more than that, they're being co-opted into the creative process. Let's imagine you did have an open question um, and over a week, um, I don't know, 10, 20 people vocally express their opinions. Oh, you should do this. You should do this. You should do this. And then you do. You create a course that has elements of what they have suggested so let's say Sarah has suggested oh you should do something about putting together the legal paperwork for raising funds this is in the fundraising example okay so you are like okay Sarah I'm gonna do um, a little I'm gonna do a section of the course on the legal paperwork fantastic when it comes to selling that course later when it comes to filling that course with the first students you can say oh Sarah by the way I have um, I've done especially a module on Legal paperwork. Do you think Sarah's going to sign up for that course? Yeah, hmm. because she's been not only she's not only part of the community; she's now part of that creative process of creating that course, um, which is going to make it a lot easier to get in your first customers. So you're getting their feedback on your ideas. You're actually getting their ideas, what kind of things they would like to see, so they can take over the creative process for you. But more than that, because they're part of the process of creating the course, because they're felt, um, listened to and valued, they're much more likely to purchase that course um, when you do go live, when you do start selling.
0: Mm, absolutely. Um, fantastic ideas there. So that's very much speaking to the tribe and audience. Now, another way to validate your idea is having a look at what are the competition doing? Mm-hmm. So this is research around what's out there, what's the competition doing? Now, before we dive into some suggestions, um, competition, simply put, is a great thing. Um, So please don't be disheartened when you go through the suggestions that we're going to give you in a moment that, oh, my goodness, there's like 50 courses on what I thought I was going to speak about, because this may be the first time you're researching and exploring this stuff online. And you may be surprised by how much information or how many people are teaching your specific expert subject. Now, don't be disheartened and say, oh my goodness, nobody's going to buy my course. That's Mm. not the idea here. The idea is to say, uh, and look at it from almost an abundance uh, mentality, but also from a data-driven approach that, hang on a minute, this must mean that a market exists. If this many uh, intelligent experts are serving this market with their course and their uh, entry cost product, and by the way not everybody will have this set up. They may have simply just produced a entry level course, simply to make cash off that entry level course that may be their technique. Uh, Whereas, although we like to assume that everybody's got this nailed. It's actually not the case. So some, some like I've seen when we do research, somebody's got a course. And when I further research into their product, nothing else exists. So I think keep uh, keep an open mind with this and very much uh, look at the marketplace as an idea that there's a market exists rather than because what what we don't want is the opposite, which is we go and do some research and we see nothing online for what we want to talk about. That should start to raise alarm bells um, because there's just not enough proof in the market that there's enough customers to actually want to purchase this particular course or this product or this idea so that's just a word of warning before we dive in
1: yeah so as we just said and this seems um, bizarre but competition's great as soon as you see other people uh, making and selling courses or other products connected to the problem you're trying to solve that's good mm. that's very good um, we are that means there is less market risk and mas- market risk is in is probably the biggest problem when you're starting a business online or starting a business anywhere. Um, If the market does not exist, you will not be able to succeed unless you have a huge amount of money and you can make the market. Um, But don't try and do that. It's just a very hard way to get into business. Hmm. Instead, we're replacing the market risk with competitive risk. The market exists, fantastic, we're good to go and there are competitors in that market okay that's fine we can deal with that we cannot deal with market risk we can deal with competitive risk that's a key point here we won't go into it in too much detail but competitions good we want yes. to see that also the other thing that you just touched upon a lot of people selling courses on for example Udemy which is a big course platform that's their entire business they just create business um, they just create courses and put them on Udemy they're not doing um, the rest of the stuff we're talking about. They're not building an audience. They are not um, not building a tribe. Um, they don't have any other business concerns connected. They don't. Remember how, why we're doing this, why we're building an expert funnel is to drive our actual business. Yes, mm-hmm. we're going to make money from core sales, but that's not the be all and end all of this process. However, for a lot of the people you will see, that's all they're doing. Yeah, the actual, actual
0: business is at the end of the funnel. This is where we actually make our cash and actually make our money.
1: Yeah. Whereas, so we started by saying we're not trying to become educators here. We are using educational products to increase our business. The people that you will see um, when you are looking at the competitive market, a lot of them will be educators. That is their primary role. They're not selling consulting. They're not selling services. They're not selling retainers off the back end. Um, So that's even better because we're seeing a market for this stuff. And the people in this market may not even be competitors. So this Mm -hmm. is fantastic. So very quickly, where do you find these competitors? Okay, Google is the best place to start. But more specifically than that, we can look for video courses. Um, The big site you want to check first is Udemy. That's U-D-E-M-E. Sorry, (laughs) uh, U-D-E-M-Y, Udemy.com. It's probably the largest online marketplace for courses. Um, go and see what's in there. Go and check out the categories. Look for what category you would be in and see what the courses are. Have a look for how many reviews they have. Um, you can also see how many students are involved um, and look for you know, star ratings. Just kind of delve around in there, see which courses seem to be the most popular within your category. And maybe that helps you. Maybe that gives you ideas that you mm. can implement into your course as well. Um, another one is Lynda. That's L-Y-N-D-A. Tends to be for more technical subjects. So if you were teaching video editing or Photoshop, Lynda would be a good one to look for. Um, also, masterclass.com, which you mentioned earlier.
0: might. Yeah, be. masterclass.com is, is a great place to identify the highest level. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so I, I saw one pop up on my feed today, which was gardening. So masterclass.com, advertising gardening. So that's saying, hang on a minute, this is such a large enough topic that even Masterclass has brought an expert on to talk into this space. So that's great validation that gardening is a marketplace. So that may be one of your specific niches and expert areas. Um, so that's an example of looking... So that what Carla has just discussed there is an example of looking at current educational marketplaces where they sell courses to see if people are producing... Um, courses within your idea within your prop the problem that you're wanting to solve so that's
1: one method and another method producing, it means people are buying if a lot of people are producing it means there's market here people mm-hmm. are buying and there's enough money there's enough interest to support all of those course uh, producers yeah absolutely
0: Other- otherwise you'd see it taper off or you see that or you see the courses shrink or you may not see that many on there
1: or so you, see nothing. These- you might not. Have who- <laughs>
0: no category whatsoever so yeah look for those sort of hints so for example online business right you think you'd think that's tried and tested there's no demand or market for that well me and carl put a very comprehensive course for online business and online marketing on their last year and we had something like twelve thousand plus students enroll onto the course and then four star plus rating on the course it's way more
1: now i have so I checked my teacher profile on Udemy and I've got 21,000 students now. Nice. So, so the online business one's probably 15 or 16,000. It just keeps going up.
0: Keeps going up. So um, so we know there's a market space for that. So it's a nice test. Uh, we've tested we, we would have looked at that before we actually created the course. Uh, so what we're, we're asking you to do is validate the marketplace before uh, you enter it. So another method in order to do this, in order to uh, assess the competition is actually it's quite a big tip, so I would I would note this down because it's a bit of a loophole slash untapped uh, area which which not many people are aware of, uh, and often Carl spots these items. So another way to do it is is have a look at uh, somewhere like Amazon.co.uk uh, or Amazon.com and start to look in their book categories, their Kindle book categories, and their traditional book categories and have a look at what popular categories or popular books exist on one side. Okay, here's a bunch of categories that exist and and popular books that exist, but there's no video course for those same problems uh, and solutions that the book is talking about. So hopefully that makes sense. What we're saying is we're identifying an area where there's books, but there's no video courses on the same topic books, no video course on the same topic. Why is that important? Because um, what we have here is a demand for a certain type of book and idea and topic, but they haven't tapped in to the other way and other format people consume education or information, which is video and a video course. So what we're identifying here is a gap in the market, uh, which is completely untapped. So that's a really good tip. Uh, to get started. So so another way to think about what we spoke about in stage one is there's no category here. Hmm, Okay, well, let me just double check if there's genuinely no category here or there's actually a gap in the market. So where you can do that is you head over to the bookstore, check the categories, check popular books and say, hang on a minute, there's genuinely a market here. I may have a first movers advantage if I enter this market with a video course that will show you a gap exists if there's no book and there's uh, no gap that if there's no book on that topic that you're intending on creating a course for then there's no gap so that's another way to check it as well
1: and that will tend to be not always but it would tend to be with more traditional um, Mm -hmm. markets so if you're talking about online business if you're talking about how to do photoshop etc that's all. Yep, yeah, that's video. Video courses of that exist. If it's something like gardening, yeah, maybe gardening or mm-hmm. uh, macrame or something uh, like a craft or stamp collecting. I don't know, yeah. or maybe some kind of accountancy. I, I I don't know. Obviously, I don't need know these markets. Otherwise, would be making products in there. But if you find a very busy um, Kindle or book category where well, there's a lot of stuff going on, there are um, authors a lot, lots of views, again, lots of stars. Um, but there are no video versions over on Udemy. made this gap. Have a look.
0: Mm, absolutely. Um, uh, any final notes on market uh, on on marketplace competitive research and validating validating your idea?
1: Yeah. Sometimes people get really stuck here um, because they're looking for the perfect niche or they're looking for the perfect market. Um, this stuff's important. You need to have a look, but you need to not get stuck here because um, some people will build up great big spreadsheets finding the best category on Udemy you know the best Kindle category etc but they get stuck is analysis paralysis. Um marketing competitor research is really useful um and it's something you should do but it has to be a sense check to make sure you're not going in totally the wrong direction with something that nobody wants. If you find an existence of a market, there's going to be a way for you to serve that market and just Get on with creation. And we see too many people here just get stuck um, because ultimately you do not know whether your product, whether your course or later your book or whatever it is, you do not know if it's going to be successful until you release it into that market. So all the market research in the world is not going to help you. Um, instead, we need real verification, which means creating a basic version of the product and getting it out into the world. If people buy it, that's verification, that's validation. And that's the mm. only validation that matters is when people actually pull out their wallet and say, okay, yep, I will give you money for this. Anything else is just fiddling around with uh, spreadsheets.
0: Yeah. So, so what we're saying is use the methods that we've discussed here as a guide, as a, as a uh, sense check, don't go deep dive into it um, because again, you're just wasting your time. Allow the market to be the decider if you know ultimately let the market decide if there's a demand for your product once you've done a sense check. Mm-hmm. so what the key message here is, is that the actual production, the actual momentum of building out your expert funnel here is important. Not the whole process of, Oh my God, I've mastered, I found this pure gap in the market because you may end up selling into that gap and it doesn't work so mm. allow the market to dictate the success once you've had a sense check and that's the key here so yeah. use what we've mentioned above as a sense check or well, you spend and- so
1: long analyzing that by the time you've actually created something it's been filled you just <laughs> retain the momentum um, this is a sense check you just need to keep moving you need to create something we meet t- so many people who are like oh i'm about to write a book or oh, i'm going to do a course and they've done all the analysis they've worked everything out it's like just do it you know you mm. have to create six it. months
0: later uh, h- how's that course coming on have you got it online i yeah. oh, I n-
1: nearly worked out the sub sub category it's like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> doesn't matter just go <laughs> it's
0: got to be quick um the online world is quick it's got to be quick Um, that's the key here um this doesn't take long to create uh, i mean if if you used to say harms and car how long will it take you to create from idea to uh, entry-level cost and then maybe a core product after that, it could take like two to three days. Once once we've got, once we know what we're doing, uh, it take us right to the start of the expert funnel, two to three days.
1: Well, we published that, a book last week, remember?
0: Yeah, so what, an example of that is, okay, here we go. Here's an idea. Um, the free concept is uh, we want to get uh, cash methods or cash income generating methods over to the audience into the world as soon as possible, right? Created. Um, Entry level cost product, this book that I've just spoken about in the other section, which is in Amazon, costs $1. That's it. That whole process took us from the production of the list, everything, That's that was five days. Now that's a big project. We're talking about a book, uh, 200, which is now 300 items on different ways, which have been researched and vetted. It's not like, oh, here's a bunch of blogs uh, and just copy and paste. Each item has been vetted and, and looked through and, and all the crap, like uh, the risk, high risk stuff, such as gambling, etc has been taken out of the list. So if you used to say mm-hmm. uh, some funnels can take two to three days, something more advanced where you where you end up with an ebook probably takes four to five days uh, end to end. That's well, we the did, kind of
1: Well, let's look at the assets there. So we've built a website um, with the list. We've got f- five, no, six and a half hours worth of video footage. Um, we have an ebook, and we have, um, that giant Google sheet. So all of that took two weeks, mm. including the research process. Um, so that,
0: okay. All those assets, two weeks. And at some point next week or week after that, there'll be an audio podcast. So we're going to mm. be putting all of this onto audio podcasts. Cause I'm also, we're also conscious that, you know, you don't want to sit here watching me in car for an hour and a half every day. And sometimes more convenient to be running. I, I was listening to a podcast this morning on my morning run. That's more convenient, so we'll be accessing that as well. So, time all in. Uh, if we missed out the part where we're not, we're talking about two, two and a half weeks. Yep.
1: Week from to my idea to multiple versions, uh, multiple audience versions plus a an initial product. So wireless stuff does sound. Um, It sounds like a lot of work. It doesn't have to be. You can move at speed and produce and create and get things out the door quickly. And that's actually what we recommend. Because if we were, and I'm moving into the next section here, but if we were to spend six months writing that, it wouldn't necessarily be relevant. Plus, when you release something, you just need to gauge the reaction. And then you can adapt. Um, You can add to. You can create. But the, the key thing is to get something out of the door. Um, Mm. so you can get that public reaction.
0: So getting something out of the door bridges nicely into the next section. Mm. So if you can start to lead this, uh, I've drank a load of water, so I'm need a toilet break.
1: Sure. sure. (laughs) Um, so yeah, this is a really good bridge, actually. I want to talk about an MVP. An MVP is a minimum viability product. It's a concept uh, that comes from the Lean Startup or the Lean methodology I talked about earlier. Uh, There's a book by Eric Ries, that's R-E-I-S, called The Lean Startup. Yeah, The Lean Startup, which is probably on Harms' bookshelf. Actually, it is. It's in the top right up there. It's a blue, uh, I think that's it. It's a blue book. I can see it on his bookshelf called The Lean Startup don't really need to read the book. Um, It's a very basic idea of instead of developing a product or a service or a business in secret and then releasing it only to find out nobody gives a damn, you instead um, work more openly. It's almost like showing your workings. You show people early versions. Um, And we see this in software a lot. We have alpha testers. We have beta testers. We have early access. um, And it takes quite a long time before uh, an actual product's released in video games. on the PC in particular, often a game will be in early access for years before it's released as a finished product to the public, and that's accepted in software development. Um, we do less of this in other in other markets, but we should learn from software development and use um, this idea of an MVP, a minimum viability product, uh, to gauge what it is that the market actually responds to. Um, so an MVP is It's the minimum that you can get away with, really, um, releasing out to the public. So let's say, uh, let's use this ebook that we just produced as an example. If I just published a Word document onto onto Amazon full of spelling mistakes and grammatical error and no formatting, that's not good enough. That's not minimum viable. Mm-hmm. Minimum viability on Amazon, for example, needs to at least have a cover, it needs to be nicely formatted, it needs to have not no spelling mistakes, uh, the links in the document need to work. These are kind of the basics, but it doesn't need to be the final, 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 final version of the product, because nowadays we can republish, we can recreate, we can update, um, even, do you know that movie Cats that came out?
0: Mm, yeah yeah
1: which was a massive flop and, I, mean, like, he I mean it got bad rep i mean hilarious yeah. so, so they actually patched that movie um they made software updates to the digital files um even after it had been released into the cinemas so that's an extremely traditional um industry yeah. film and cinema but now they're starting to learn from software development they're starting to bring in these uh, lean methods of you get it out the door and then you fix it in post or you fix it up later with cats it didn't matter like making a few gra- graphical changes wasn't going to save it but yeah. this is the kind of thing we can now do when we publish to kindle for example we can update if 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 a spelling mistake is found that can be updated in the file and then instantly that book has been corrected for everybody who has it on kindle whereas if a spelling mistake got into a printed version of a book that's it yeah you have a thousand copies of harry potter with a spelling mistake and that's mm. it until the next edition
0: um yeah because a, ni- a nice way to think of a book is okay what if you what if you ran four or five versions of your ebook and at which point if it became so popular and the market dictated that Hey, look! This piece of book or ebook you've produced is so valuable. Now it's gone through these four or five versions. It's checked, it's sense checked, spellings done, form. Everything looks great. Plus the principles, theories you speak about within that. Now it may be a great time to turn to a print edition, knowing that it's all been corrected. Yep. So that's an example of um, a that lean methodology, getting a minimum viable product. But also the word viable is variable depending on what you are creating as yep. well um what what that product is for um uh, so if you're selling if one of your core products the back end here is a physical product slightly off a tangent then it may have to meet certain health regulations that you can't um uh, skimp out on you, it's got to be. You it's got to be. You can't enjoyed. kill people. You can't <laughs> kill people. Your your minimum. Well, it's a minimum viable product. I don't think it's going to stand up in court. Um, so that won't work. Yeah. So, so so let's just put this in terms of a, uh, a an order of uh, what we would prefer. What what would we define as a minimum viable product based on a traditional format within an expert funnel? So, uh, a typically. An expert would go ahead and create a book. So we're using that as example. So that's the traditional method, a book. Now, what what we would say is a better minimum viable product than a book that an expert can produce is a course that is pre-recorded. Okay. So we think about what's what's better. What's better? So um, let me do it this way. Oh my fingers don't work like that. Is this okay? So number one is uh, a book number then 2 is a course but it's pre-recorded now what's our preferred even better preferred method for a minimum viable product what's the best version of a minimum viable product for your expert funnel it's a live course we spoke about this last week but then we take that live course i've got a diagram on this we take that live course and then package it into a book later down the line so that's the that's the key here rather than do it the other way, which is a book. Then off the book, we create a recorded course. Then off the recorded course, we do live video series, uh, Q&As, etc. Let's work this way up the ladder because um, it's a way. It's just the best, best method. So we spoke about this in detail last week, so I would say check it out. But the first component here is the live videos at stage one get packaged up into a, then a pre-recorded video, which then gets moved into a text, which then gets moved into an ebook, which then can get moved into a book, physical book later down the line. Now that's a process within the expert funnel of leveraging the concept of a minimum viable product and really harnessing this entire principle of a lean methodology. Now, there's a book called The Lean Startup. I, uh, I, I can't, pointed
1: it out already, so, it's so on I your shelf. Yeah. <laughs> it
0: is there. It's up there, yeah. Uh, That's it, the lean start. That's a great book to check in on. If this is, if you just want a reiteration uh, of the process that occurs in, but with an expert funnel, we've extracted information from that book and presented it to you in a very simplistic way for you to immediately
1: uh, take action on this. The main main thing here is this using live video to produce the first version of our course allows us to do it fast. We can be doing Mm -hmm. this within the next few days. Whereas if we were to pre record a video, there's a lot of production. Um, A lot of time editing just takes time Um, and if we were to write a book it's going to take you at least six months and then you have to find a publisher etc etc. So we just want to go to market as quickly as possible. You could go to market today if you already have an audience or a tribe and you follow the steps we're going to be covering uh, over this week. And because we get to market quicker we're able to verify the market exists. at each step of the process and that's going to save us just a lot of time and money and anguish and we're not going to be in 12 months time sitting there with 100,000 copies of our our book that nobody wants. We are instead going live, we're going to verify people want this, we're going to um, iterate, we're going to change based on what we're learning from our live audience and then we're going to use that to step up and build our products from that point.
0: Mm, Fantastic. Okay. So, wow. Okay. We've covered a lot today, uh, but we want to set the base for the rest of the week. So what we spoke about today is, is actual, you're creating your first course and why we're selecting a course and why we're, we're reframing it as a masterclass. We're going to refer to it as a course, but think about it as a masterclass when uh, presenting your expert knowledge. Mm -hmm. We've also spoke about the understanding how to identify your basic area, this whole idea of uh, somebody has a problem, and you are going to provide them the how-to for that problem. It should just yeah. be in a mirror image there.
1: Is what is- your business does, anyway. So we're just packaging it up. Basically. Absolutely. Uh,
0: and then once we've got that idea, let's validate it. Let's let's do a sense check. Let's let's find out what's happening out there. Not going over analytical on it, but just a sense check. Uh, one is through the tribe, chat to our audience, ask the question. Number two is have a look at. Uh, the competition through competition research. That's important. And then we spoke about in detail the idea of a minimum viable product, what we see as acceptable, and the whole escalation ladder of creating a minimum viable product, MVP, and then improving it over time with the feedback. So that's what we covered today. Now, let me just talk about what the rest of the week has in store for you when it comes to creating your first course online. So, Tomorrow, we're going to be talking about your course content and structure. How do you structure this course? And um, we're going to be talking about that tomorrow. Number two, delivering the course live. How do we create our first MVP? How do we create our first run of this course? And we'll also be talking about the technical setup, uh, confidence, teaching style, and any tips that myself and Kyle um, use as part of what we do here in the BBO show that we can share with you. Uh, to get you started, especially if you haven't done live before. So we do appreciate that. Number three is how do we convert the lives into a packaged, recorded product? Uh, And then taking that course, that first iteration of the course, and rebuild it into a product that we can actually sell for cash. How do we do that in the simplest way possible? Um, How do we record that? How do we add graphics? Maybe you want to add some slides in it. So we'll give you some tech. Uh, software examples that we use personally, and then finally is talking about the the different infrastructures available for you to sell this automatically. Continue to sell this product, this entry level product at this stage. So. It takes no more of your time and energy and effort. You just continues to sell and get people to enter your expert world. That's the key here.
1: Yeah. So we we know you're not an educator. That is Mm. not your necessarily what you want to do for your living. So we're going to be packaging it up. So it becomes automatic and it's just a way of getting people down your expert funnel so they will buy into your business and buy your products and services.
0: Yeah. So final message from us, which is number one, start simple. Just get the thing done. Get it out the door, get it shipped. That's a nice phrase that's out there on, in the world.
1: Ship it. Uh, that's Seth golden Seth that's Godin, that's Godin that's again. game ship it.
0: Yeah, he, 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 uh, he, he's, he's a master on that topic. So he's somebody to explore as well if you're interested in these topics. So start simple, get it done, ship it, get it out the door. Then we will refine, we'll improve, and then later down the line, we'll invest. Um, that's later down the line. We're not asking you to commit funds to build this to start. What we're saying is start and then commit funds later that's important and then just repeat that process repeat that process
1: commit funds when you're getting paid whereas traditional ways to commit funds up front uh without being paid and that's where the we want to make sure you're getting paid along the way as well Mm -hmm. which is very different um if you sit down to write a book You're generally not getting paid, you don't get advances anymore. Whereas as we're delivering our live workshops, our live masterclasses, we're gonna set it up so you get paid at the same time. Absolutely.
0: So one big to do off the back of today's show is very simple, is think about what problem your course is here to solve what is somebody's problem out there and what is your how-to that you're going to put together for that one hour hour and a half short course that we spoke about today Mm -hmm. so that's the one key thing to do outside of that remember there's two things number one is subscribe to the channel follow us on facebook uh, and become a follower on twitch as well we stream on we stream live on all three platforms so you don't miss the show you don't miss the topic of the week and then also number two come join us in the slack group and again that's the group for online business and digital marketing and myself myself and Carla, are in there to answer your questions awesome right so it's myself and Carl signing out we look forward to sharing this uh, topic with you this week
1: yeah gonna be a great week talk mm-hmm. soon
0: bye all